Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on History.org. This is behind the scenes, where you meet the people who are here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. This time, I'm asking Ivor Noel Hume, who is the retired chief archaeologist for Colonial Williamsburg and also writes extensively about Jamestown, including Pocahontas and, I just learned, a new play about John Smith. His latest article, We Are Starved, appears in Colonial Williamsburg, which is, not surprisingly, the Journal of Colonial Williamsburg. When's the play about John Smith, and what is it? The play? Yeah. Um, Well, it was originally intended to be a a two-hour lecture, Um, and the production company told me that lectures are given in lecture halls and entertainment is in theatres. So the play was cut in half, half the the cast was cut out of it, Uh, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work out. Well, it's interesting to try. You said it was the last hour of... Of his life. Of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, th- we're back in England then. Uh, yes, yes. At the, the Three Cups, uh, sorry, the Three Tons Inn in Seacole Lane at 4.30 on the afternoon of June the 21st, 1631. Ah, which is fairly precise. Yeah, uh, about as precise as we're going to get <laughs> in this. Uh, and you said also you, the, the, the article, uh, the We Are Starved article, is about the settlement at Jamestown. Right. Yes. And you say there's another one on Pocahontas. On, on Pocahontas, uh, which is coming out uh, this fall, uh, on uh, Pocahontas in London. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so but John Smith and Pocahontas are both in London. <laughs> both in London. Well, she, was, uh, she went to London and died there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always felt that uh, she was grossly mistreated um, okay, in no, London. I've not heard that. Well, uh, she was sent over by the... A Virginia company uh, to demonstrate what you could do to a savage. Oh, that's not very pleasant. Is it? <laughs> and so they put her up uh, at the Belle Sauvage Inn uh, near Ludgate, uh, which is called the Beautiful Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they probably thought that was funny. Um, because it actually was a place where uh, jugglers uh, and uh, performing horses and bear baiting and things went on. And so they put her and her entourage and her unfortunate husband uh, in that inn, um, where the uh, atmosphere was very bad because the, uh, the river next door to it, the Fleet River, was fetid. Uh, the fogs settled over Seacole Lane, which is where uh, the uh, inn is located. And I think that's where she got the, the whatever it was, disease that she'd killed her, um, was a, um, well, I'm sorry, that, uh, that's really, we don't know actually what she died of, but she had been sick for three or four months before she finally died. She was on her, on her way back to America on the way. She got to Gravesend and there died. Okay. I, now, what I had read, though I, it's not carefully researched, was that she got sick when she boarded ship. Well, no, she died when yeah. she got there, but she had been sick. Um, there is a, a, the original illustration of her by Simon van der Pass, uh, an engraving uh, done before Christmas. Uh, and she, uh, her face is wasted away even at that point. 
So I, I, I think it was just the, the smog of London, the wood fires that everybody was there, and, and the coal fires. That's why um, the lane next door to the, uh, to the inn is called Seacoal Lane, uh, because that's where they used coal from, uh, from the north. It came by sea, there was the coal. That's how it's called. Um, but the, she was re- taken around by the Virginia Company to rich people, fat cats. Uh, and uh, she was really looked upon uh, as a curiosity. And she had her uncle with her, whose name was Tomokuku, um, who had been sent over by Paratan to keep an eye on her. Uh, and when he, 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 he went back uh, on the ship, she would have gone back on her, she lived. And he told Paratan, uh, have nothing to do with these people. <laughs> Good, good sound advice. Well, it was actually, yes. Um, and so um, it's a very sad story. Uh, it isn't a bit like it was shown in, in the recent movie. Um, and uh, throughout, she was a tool of the Virginia Company. Mm. Uh, the interesting thing is that one knows so little about her husband, although the king said that uh, he thought that he was treasonous by having married a, a foreign princess without his approval. Oh. And it is believed that John Smith, who wrote to the Queen, uh, got over that hump. So uh, John Rolfe, the husband, who was best known for his uh, raising Virginia tobacco, um, he was pushed into the back, uh, and when she was, when Pocahontas was invited to uh, attend the Twelfth Night Revels uh, by the king, um, she, uh, and she, this is discussed in the article, uh, she and Tomokoku uh, were invited, the husband wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a place. It was a, this kind of thing was a, was a turnaround. You, the rich people, dressed as poor people, um, the queen and, and the court women, uh, blacked their faces to be blackamoors. So, introducing uh, Pocahontas into this kind of a venue uh, must have been a real good laugh for everybody. Except, of course, Pocahontas. Uh, and her husband, who was probably out uh, drinking somewhere. Mm. Uh, actually, hearing that, there wasn't much nice that happened at Jamestown or to the people who were there. There wasn't. There was nothing. Because um, my concern uh, is that the Indians got us a bad, uh, got us a bad name. Yeah. But uh, virtually everything that could go wrong uh, went wrong. It's sort of rather like... Um, Iraq, actually, the planning of it was so bad. The people who were so who were leading the show were so inept. Uh, and when Smith arrived uh, in 1607, he, um, he wasn't on deck uh, viewing the land. He was in chains down below because they had accused him of uh, an attempted coup uh, and that he himself wanted to be king of Virginia. Well, there's no truth in this, 
but that's what they believed, and that's why they locked him up. Well, actually, being locked up for that first year in Virginia wouldn't have bothered me a bit, but by then he was out. But let's say, in, in one of the articles you, you've uh, written, uh, you said 104 or 105 men and boys came ashore. Right. Half were dead by the end of the year. Yeah. That's right. That's very bad odds. Yeah, right. Well, when uh, Lord Delaware came over to sort the whole thing out in 1610, he brought an army of 300 men with him, and within four months, half of those were dead. 150 of them were dead. And this went on for, for, for several years because it was known as the seasoning time. Uh, and if you came at the wrong time of the year, the chances are you'd be dead. Uh, there was a case uh, in the uh, 1630s uh, when uh, there were 37 ships moored uh, in the Warwick River doing tobacco trade, uh, the report said that 15, 15 of the captains were dead. Uh, did anybody live? <laughs> Not very long. Um, I think uh, by the time you get to the 1620s, there were probably um, 25 of the original settlers were still alive. The turnover was enormous. Well, I know there is a sign at Jamestown now that says of X number who came, only X number survived. And it's there are very large numbers who came yeah. the, 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 compared to the people who lived. That's right. I mean, you get beyond the, uh, the 1607 ships, uh, the various supplies that came after that, uh, thousands of people came over and disappeared. Uh that you, uh, somehow uh, history has neglected to point that out. I mean, obviously it has, but you you don't think of it as being quite that fatal. No. Um, the thing you have to understand uh, is that people's life expectancy was far shorter than ours, uh, and that people's attitudes towards other people uh, was was barbaric. The Indians, the, the recent novel that I wrote uh, is called Civilized Men, which deals with 1610, which is the, the Delaware. And uh, the Indians were far better able to live in this country uh, than were the colonists. Uh, and uh, uh, Delaware um, hung people, tied them, had them tied to trees and starved uh, simply if they didn't fall in line. Uh, all the kinds of torture things that were used in England at that time were used here. Uh, and in the field uh, outside the fort, which is lies what is known as Smithfield, uh, these executions took place. And um, Delaware's army was camped there. Uh, so the Indians really were able to, their laws, their religion, paralleled the English. Um, but they, didn't, they weren't as territorial as the English were, and that was the problem. The English took land, and the Indians backed off it. Uh, and were surprised when fences started to go up. I had read that, that the Indians did not believe in land ownership. They no. believed in land use. Right. 
And so when the English claimed ownership, the Indians didn't know quite how to take it or what to make of it. Well, right, exactly. Um, and you know, the, when Delaware came here, um, he uh, destroyed the, the, uh, the Paspa he tribe completely. He, they massacred them. Um, and uh, the queen of the Paspahi was taken prisoner uh, and uh, brought to Jamestown along with two of her children. And as they were coming down the river, uh, the men on the boat said, well, look, didn't uh, his lordship uh, say that we weren't to keep these people? And uh, George Percy, who was in charge, said, well, I think we ought to do that. We ought to keep them. So to keep the uh, soldiers happy, uh, they threw the children overboard and used them for target practice. Oh. When they got to Jamestown, Delaware said, well, why have you brought the queen? This unfortunate woman was sitting naked in the boat. Uh, and so they said, well, we just couldn't bring ourselves to kill her. And he said, burn her. And they said, well, we don't think we want to do this. They said, burn her because she's a witch. And uh, they didn't. They took her ashore and killed her in some other way. This was how the English were treating the Indians. You, you, uh, I have read that, but the, it's always sort of sanitized version. Yeah, it's a, it was a dirty business. It really was. Um, there was very little honor uh, on either side, really. Uh, although my own idea is that uh, when it came to be who were the civilized men, it was the Indians. Ah. I, am, I am sure they would agree with you. <laughs> they do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did it become possible for the colonists to have a fair chance at survival? Um, well, that's a difficult question <laughs> because well, they I, did survive. Um, they very nearly didn't. You know, they packed up and left yeah. before Delaware arrived. And if they hadn't they missed him by an hour, they'd have, the whole thing would have folded. Um, my thought, Rory, it was a probably um, the 1617 when they were sufficiently established uh, to survive. You know, in 1622, Opa who was the successor of Powhatan, um, invaded, uh, attacked the English. We call it a massacre. They don't. Um, words get misused over time. And uh, they, they did not, uh, they decimated the, the, the colony, but they couldn't destroy it. Uh, some places were well enough defended. Uh, Jamestown Fort was. But uh, that was their really last attempt, and, and the, I think the death toll was 346 or so. Um, but there were then about 1,500 people over here. Uh, when the relief ship arrived, however, the Abigail, uh, at the end of the year of 1622, uh, they brought disease that uh, wiped out twice that number. 
Um, and the only reason that happened was because the, uh, on board the ship, Abigail, uh, was the uh, uh, wife of Governor Wyatt. So when they docked, instead of quarantining everybody, um, because the wife of the governor was masked, they let them all off. Um, and so it was like firing a shotgun, a poisoned shotgun into the colony. Six go here, three go there, two goes here. And they died like flies. So the damage that was done was twice what the Indians had done uh, from the relief ship. The second relief ship, however, went to uh, Bermuda, and uh, that had all the supply, all the food supplies on it, and uh, that blew up. This, this is one of those wonderful things where you sit around and talk about it, and you, you finally say the only way to sum it up is if it could go wrong, it did. It did. Yes, it, you're absolutely right. Yes. That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. You'll find Ivor Noel Hume's article, We Are Starved, in the online version of Colonial Williamsburg Journal at history.org.